All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. So how you been, man? How you? How's it going? It's good. It's uh, it's been good. You know, just uh, hanging out. Obviously, uh, you know, retirement. So you're old. retired. You're yeah, like retired from playing hockey. Well, I should, you know, retired, but I kind of fill in when I can. There's a local team here in Winston that uh, I get to fool around with and, and play with. There's a but, team here in the in the federal league. Where's that team, Tim? In Flint. Battle oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, they asked me to maybe play for a little bit. Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we did center ice. Man, do you play we, them? Yeah, absolutely. I do you really? The Rumble, yeah, they're called the Rumblebees or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet you we could fill the rink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a chance. My wife, there's I thought about it because it would be fun to go out there. Oh yeah. Just go play and have fun. How many my games? Buddy, my buddy plays with him. He's like, "Do you think you can get John to skate with us for one night?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. There's no way he would do it." But maybe know. if we got to playing each other. If you're That's playing, fair. Mac, I'd come on. I'd come on, beat you up. That'd be fun. Hey, whatever. Hey, you know what? <laughs> whatever. Like, not if a I chance. got beat up by, you know what? If I got beat up by an NHL All Star, <sighs> I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, <laughs> the, 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 you know, I've, I've done it. I've, I'm, I'm, I have arrived. I've made it. I don't think you've ever been beat up in your whole career. I, I think got, you're undefeated. I, no, I got beat up quite a bit. Ever been like real work though? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Jimmy Vandermeer, I'm not kidding you. He beat the bag off, like beat the tits off right off me. Him in in the, the show? No, no. Uh that was in junior. Junior. Jeremy Fidel beat the beat the bag off me too. Jeremy Fidel, who's that? Never Jeremy heard of that guy. Fidel. He's a like a big farm kid from Saskatchewan, I think. Okay. And uh, who else beat the bag off me? Well, Eric Goddard 
he uh, he caught me some man. We had some wars. Oh. He's a, he was a Ooh. tough tough guy. Yeah, we uh, we had some wars over the years because we used to play junior against each other. And uh, yeah, that was, that was some there's some heavy punches thrown. But uh, yeah, no, I well, my actually, you know what? My first year pro, my very very first game pro, uh, my very first shift, my very first fight. Yeah, the guy dropped me and he dropped me on my keister, and I had uh, I had seven zips right. Through. I, well, I thought I was fighting. You know, he's a guy like he's like six 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 seven. He's a big guy, like huge guy. His yeah. name is Mark Mark Geront. He was pretty tough. Okay. And uh, yeah, he dropped me like a freaking bad habit. Really? Yep. I only got I got dropped once by that Justin Johnson. He caught me with the left, and I just he's went pretty stout. Later. Yeah, he is, but he's only like five five. Yeah, he just pretty- like. Buried me. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, you get a guy right on the you know, pouch, right on the kisser, and down he goes. I it mean, only takes one. Like, so how you been? You've been you've been good. Been good. Uh, you know, life's good. Yeah, I can't complain. You know, I had a couple little rough spots there, but uh, I'm trying to iron it out. So it's all good. I'm like so happy to talk to you. When we were texting back and forth, you were shooting me these one-word responses. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. Like Steve is going to be so boring. I was like, we got to think of a ton of questions, Tim, because this is going to be awful. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm the easiest guy to talk to in the world. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know that. We didn't really talk much when we, we trained for a couple of weeks together yeah, at Mr. Beast camp. And we were both eyeballing each other. Like, exactly. Hey, so I was like, kill this guy. Pardon my English. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I didn't want to go over there and make friends with you. I was like, I'm going to have to fight him probably next yeah, season. So I'm not I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to beat this guy. <laughs> <laughs> guy's, guy's soft as baby shit. Is that what you think? You just look. You just look at your chops. Look at him. Oh. This guy's gonna get worked. And you remember? You remember? Okay, uh, we were the very first time we got line, we were ever lined up against each other. I think you were in Houston, and I was in Providence. I don't know if you remember that, huh. but I do. No. Yeah, it was like I forget. There was like two seconds left in the period or something like that. You were standing in front of the net, and they put me out there. Stand in front of that. It was right before the period ended. I yeah. think we had a power play or something like that. And I'm like, I ran into you. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's huge. <laughs> like freaking oak tree. Did you? Did we go? Did you ask me to fight? I can't remember. No, 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 no. I never did. <laughs> no. I I remember you asked me to fight. Oh gosh, I, I'll never forget this. It's funny you remember that. I was playing at San Jose. It was preseason, and I was just coasting through the preseason. I think I beat up uh, Sestito. I did. I fought some other guy. I was doing well. I was like, "This is going to be great." Like the West Coast, you know, all yeah. the all the toughness shifted east. And I get out of my car, and who do I see jumping off the bus? Was Steve McIntyre? My honest to God, that. my heart sank. <laughs> and I was like, "What do I do? Like, what do I do?" I'm like, "We're playing Anaheim. I thought they're going to play like Tim Jackman. I was going to work like just fight him, and not a big deal." And you, you come off the bus. I'm like, oh, man. And this was after I, I met you at Mr. V. So I'm like, I'm going to go over and talk to him. <laughs> I, gotta, I remember that conversation well. I was like, hey, Steve, man, how's it going? What are you doing here? I had no idea you are even, like, with Anaheim. You must have signed that morning or something. Yeah, it was like, hey, it was two weeks before training camp, literally. Yeah. Was, uh, oh. Yeah, it was a uh, – wow, that was a – I mean, I had kind of retired. You yeah. Know, from, uh, from Edmonton, that year uh, went from well, I was Oak City all year, and then uh, Anaheim or well, Norfolk, Anaheim asked me if I wanted to come. And they 
they're like, you gave me a ridiculous amount of money to play in the American League, or I thought it was for me. So I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely, I'll come play. And then they say, well, you know, by the way, why don't you come to camp? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux was making fun of me. Like, I mean, you know, we were, I was, you know, I was in somewhat shape, but I mean, I was no, like, I wasn't going to <laughs> camp. Like, you know, it was just a whole nother, and he was skating by me like, yeah, he was kind of giggling at me. And I'm like, I'm just doing the best I can here. But uh, oh, that, that was, was uh, that was, that was fun. We, yeah, we, uh, we were in San Jose, and I was like, "Hey, John, uh, we gonna do this?" And you're like, "No, absolutely not. I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I don't want to get my head caved in." And I was Those are my exact words. Like, well, son of a gun! There's <laughs> like not a chance I was gonna fight you. I was like, "No way! Yeah. Why? Like, get my face caved in potentially?" And you're like not even worth it. I was like, no way. I've already made the sharks. No, thanks. Well, Sorry. You know, thanks a lot there, buddy. <laughs> you know, that's just a dick move. Oh, I, you know, uh, <laughs> Ruined my reputation there, right in the preseason. Here I am. Here I, no, here I am. Just trying to make the team. You like, you were getting good money in Norfolk. I knew that. I was like, I don't want to ruin his options. See, then you went back and you said, Bruce, I asked him to go. He doesn't want to go. Yeah, he didn't want to go. I asked him, you know, if you got hair, are those new skates? No, they're not. They're old skates. Did guys ever do that to you? No. I didn't do a couple guys. I'm like, hey, uh, new skates? No. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, so it's a little more serious questions here. Yeah, we got. Let's, Let's see. So I was going over your career. You played for 16 years. Yeah. Like, that's a long career. Yeah. With, with any job. What, what was it like to be bounced? Like I bounced around quite a bit. I played for, I think 10 teams over 12 years. What was yep. it like for 17 teams in nine leagues over 16 years? Like what, what was that like? How was that a mentally and B just getting to know teammates and stuff? How did you just get used to that? Uh, you know, <laughs> it was just kind of one of them things. Uh, it wasn't ideal. I think we moved not no, was it nine times in three years or something like that? It was crazy. Yeah. Like back and forth. I mean, it was tough. Um, obviously, family life suffered, and you know, kind of uh, it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, it, it was it was definitely tough. Um, that was probably the toughest part about the whole you know my whole career is is the travel back and forth. I never really actually had a relationship you know wasn't able to solidify any kind of relationships i mean it was just i was here there and everywhere you know i talked to a couple guys you know that i played with but i mean you know when i was playing you know uh playing the the teams i remember obviously were the guys from providence um where we had good teams where we had good chemistry um you know those types of teams and and obviously, the first couple of years in the NHL, playing with Edmonton and Pittsburgh and Florida, you know, obviously you remember some of those guys. And then, yeah. uh, you know, especially in Pittsburgh, you know, you pretty much I could go down who I played with in Pittsburgh because it was such an unbelievable experience playing with those superstars. Um, like I said, you probably got a taste of it in San Jose and, and probably in, uh, you know, obviously in Chicago too. Yeah. Guys, so – you know, it was, it's, it was pretty special. Uh, and 
especially in Pittsburgh. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time there up and down with that organization. And uh, it was kind of where I felt probably most at home because I'd been there as long as I was, you know, up and down Wilkes Fair. And, and uh, I got to know the guys on a more personal level, kind of what how they operated. And, and I mean, you know, obviously hanging out with Sid the year that he didn't play or mostly that he didn't play with his, you know, his, with his uh, concussion issues. That was a lot of fun. He spent a lot of time with him in the gym. And, oh, know, no kidding. Out. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Like, a lot of people – it's so funny because people see him as such like a very stoic, very vanilla type guy. And he's, he's such an, he's such a character, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's, an, he's a unique individual, but I mean, those guys, those guys have to be, they're, they're on another level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think that, but then I, I also, I just kind of compare it to you and I'm what like, you you're, mean? well, you're a unique individual <laughs> because listen, everybody has a skill set. And those guys were the best at scoring goals, right? Yeah. They were the best at – and you were the best sure. at what you did, you know? I don't know about that, but I mean – I do. I you were the <laughs> the top. Like, whenever I, whenever I do an event, whenever I – someone asks me a question, who's the toughest guy you've ever seen? Who have you t- – I've, I've only turned down two fights, and yours was one of them. And another one was Jody Shelley because we were up, like, 4 nothing. So – I, I like, you're the one guy I did not like, I didn't fear anybody except for you. And I'll just throw that out there. I was like nervous. I would have been terrified to fight you. So like even boogie, I would have fought boogie. I would have been scared to fight him, but you, for some reason struck fear in me. Like, I don't know why you just did. You know, I, I mean, that's obviously very flattering, but like when I fought boogie, I mean, yeah, he's a, he was a big scary guy, but I mean, if you could, I, I felt, you know, boogie is, if, is, is, if you can weather that storm, yeah. I mean, I would rather fight Boogie than I'd fight Goddard. Yeah, like, Boogie or, or be last pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, you could get by Boogie if you could, like I said, weather the storm. You could, you'd be all right. But if he caught you early with them big long arms, you were. <laughs> Why did, was it a, a? Is that what you try to do? Just wait guys out because you would oh. just eat, eat punches. Yeah, I mean. You know, earlier in my career, um, I was probably more of a grappler. And I never really ever won. I mean, I won fights, but I never really ever, you know. And, uh, you know, I took my fair share of licks, and I'm probably going to have to pay for it or I'm paying for it. But, uh, you know, it was almost like I needed two or three to kind of wake me up. And and uh, where I'd not – because, I, mean, I mean, you know me little bit and i'm i'm happy go lucky yeah i'm very i'm the most non-confrontational confrontational person uh you know when you cross the line with my family or or people i care about like i'm man we're gonna fight yeah and uh but i mean as far as like yeah you know and that that was the one thing that uh, a lot i kind of got a little bit of flack of over is i wasn't like i played the game hard and I played I, I think the right way I, I feel I played the right way you know I never ever really went looking for it and I would never ever really you know imposed my will per se I never I just played hard and uh, people say well you know you should have been a little bit more of a you know uh, an aggressor a hard, a hard ass or something yeah you know I'm not gonna go out there and, and be like I'm gonna break your leg or I mean I, I have <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you know, I've documented very well from Ryan Whitney. Like I, he was a guy I wanted to break his leg um, at that particular time. But, uh, but anyway, but uh, you know, it, it, it I never, uh, I, I tried to, you know, it, it was funny, actually, my first couple of years in the American league, I played with Trevor Gillies and uh, Trevor's a good friend of mine. And, uh, probably the most intimidating intense individual you will ever meet in your entire life like well i've seen the videos yeah i played oh. against him that guy's like <laughs> psycho man well i mean i like i said i consider him and his brother you know they're i call them brothers and, and uh good friends of mine and, and man i'll tell you what i was sitting in the car we were driving to an exhibition game and i forget uh, where we were going but we were driving he's had a big i think it was a 66 bel air or something like that like an old old boat and uh man this guy cut this guy cut him off and i mean trev was leaning out like he was out the window like i thought he was gonna stop and get in front of this and drag this guy out of the out of the car and beat him but uh i was like oh i just met trev too and it was, <laughs> it was <pretty> <laughs> yeah some guys just uh, some guys have that just mentality i i oh. never did either i i I don't think I was ever in one fight in my hockey career where I really, really like was angry. You know what I mean? Where I really, well, there's a few, but not many for the most part. I was just either just fighting, you know, like it, I never really got super angry. Well, my, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause it's actually, it's, it's actually better. I used to fight. I'd get angry and uh, you know, I'd get hit a little bit more. <laughs> it seemed when I'd get a little angry, and uh, the wires kind of crossed, and, and uh, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of when my dad, like uh, he said, uh, you should probably work, probably not fight, you know, mad so much. He said one of these days, and one of somebody's gonna catch you on the end of the chin when you're not, or when you're got your mat on, and yeah, gonna go down. So I kind of always had that in back. I didn't get too too mad, but I, you know, when the wires were crossing, it was, or the wires were touching, it was a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, I, I got, there was a couple of times I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't say that I never not fought mad. Cause well, how did you get kicked out of the CEHL? <laughs> how, how did that happen? Was, was that one of those times? Uh, not really. I just kind of, uh, uh, it was a, it was a. <laughs> how old? Well, how old were you at the time? I was twenty, twenty-one. You, you were just out of juniors. Yeah, and it was an accumulation of, of suspensions. And then <laughs> okay. What happened was uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. Was well, I, the commissioner's son was playing for Detroit. The Detroit Lightning. I guess. Yeah. It was, yeah. What was his name? I can't remember. Uh, um, Shannon. Shanahan? I can't remember. But anyway, it was his son, and apparently. And, I mean, we had – he was being, you know, trying to be a tough guy or whatever. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, I beat the wheels off him. And, <laughs> and anyway, so Shanahan. I'm pretty sure it was Shanahan. But, anyway. Uh, so, he kind of had, had it in for me. And then uh, I got a suspension in Traverse City. That's where I live. Guy speared me. He speared me in the nuts. So I grabbed him, and we're fighting. 
And I grabbed his helmet off his head and, and cracked him with it. That was that was seven games, I think, or six. I can't remember. Okay. I got, I got a holiday at Christmas time, so I got to go home early. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the, the other guy. So there was an incident in Toledo where their captain uh, crossed or kicked our goalie in the head. He froze the puck. He kicked him in the head, and nobody did anything. So I kind of come off the bench and, you know, let him have it too. And I got suspended for, I think I got two or three games for that one. And then uh, the last one was same guy, Shanahan. Shanahan again. I, he was being a tool in front of the net. Well, I knocked him down. I mean, I'm like, uh, whatever. Gave me so, a. I, you know, give him a little bit more. Well, he freaking, he's come back, he's laying on his stomach, and he freaking comes back and sticks me in the face. So I freaking, you know, I cross-checked him a little harder. So I ended up getting booted out of the league for that. And then I ended up going to Muskegon. It was either Muskegon or Toledo. And I said, well, I'm going to go to Muskegon. And that's how I got there. And that was my first, well, half a year pro. We ended up winning the Colonial Cup there. And then the next year, holy moly, I went to that Quebec Senior Semi-Pro League. Dude. That thing's like a zoo. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I was – I was – I was uh, what was I doing all summer? I was I was ranch. I forget what I was. I was doing something all summer. Hadn't really skated a whole lot. I was actually going to school. I was supposed to go to school. This happened on several occasions where I tried to go to school and then hockey called and you know I just anyway. So, so you just weren't taking hockey serious, or you just were, no, were just I was, like I mean I was you know okay well, cool. I was gonna go to school and I, I mean it. <laughs> I never ever thought really I could play professional hockey at yeah. all, really. And I was kind of wanting to get my degree. And I wanted to actually be a teacher uh, and uh, do that route. And uh, But anyway, long story short, uh, this team from uh, Quebec calls me. I had never heard of the Quebec Senior Semi-Pro League in my entire life. So I show up, like, yeah, okay. You know, we'll put you up for the weekend. You play a couple games and, you know, whatever. We can fly home. Okay. I don't know who the Laval Chiefs are. Yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, anyway, they I get off the plane, literally. I've got my cowboy hat on, my cowboy boots. It looks like I just fell off the turnip truck, apparently. <laughs> Guy says, oh, my God, you look like John Wayne. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I, this is my normal everyday attire. So I get off the plane, and I can't remember his name, but he looks like the stereotypical Italian uh, mustache, long, yeah, hair, black suit, like you know, mobster. Or... Well, you know, I don't, eh, maybe, maybe, okay, but anyway, so picks me up and takes me to this fancy schmancy hotel. And you know, I mean, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is unreal, like, this is unreal, fanciest thing I've ever been. And you're like wow. 21, 22, yeah, I'm 22 years old, right? So uh, I ended up going and, and playing, I think, I, well, I played that night or the next night or whatever, and I fought Craig Martin. Well, I didn't know who Craig Martin is. He's like ex-NHL tough guy, and he's a lefty. Found that out the hard way. And I haven't fought since uh, junior, the yeah. year before. Like, I haven't really skated. And I'm out there just, you know, just, you know, just plan B, just giving her. And, uh, uh, I mean, he's feeding me as many right or lefts as I'm feeding him rights. And, you know, it was a good fight. 
great. I, I thought it was a pretty good fight. He might have won. I don't know. But I thought it was a pretty good fight. Well, then they signed me to, you know, play a game, you know, I forget what it was, eight or a thousand bucks a game. Like, it was something stupid like that. Yeah. Okay. They gave me a free, like, apartment to stay in. And I was actually living with Dean Mayran. And uh, he was uh, – he ended up being a good buddy. You know, we ended up being good buddies. And, and uh, But anyway, you know, after about – I think it was two months or a month. or I wasn't there that long because – well, first of all, we played exhibition games. And, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then uh, we played our first league game. I think it was against Laval. It took us an hour and a half to play the first period. There's fights. There was nine fights. There was so, nine fights in the first period. Would you just get a thousand bucks cash? Yeah. Oh yeah. Every game, just yeah. an envelope. Yep. Yep. And you were on a a game to game contract. Yeah. That is so bizarre. I played hockey with Troy Crowder. That is funny. You know, Troy Crowder. That, we we went out, you know, haven't went out had a couple adult beverages. <laughs> Crowder game. But I mean, this is Troy Crowder. Like that's guys, pretty cool. Tough, but one of the toughest guys. To play yeah, with. that's pretty cool. I mean, it, the only thing I don't like about that league is the celebrations the guys do afterwards. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it drives me bananas. I don't like the it. guns and the points and the stuff. It's just it drives me crazy. Were they doing that back then? Oh yeah, we had this guy named Ronnie Valenti. He was. Uh, I want to say he was like Mr. Quebec. This guy had. He had a bicep as big as my head. Like, he was huge. But he couldn't fight a lick. I mean, you know, he could fight, but, you know, whatever. He'd take all his gear off, and he'd jump up on the glass, and he'd be, like, flexing, like, just a crab. And I'm like, I've seen videos like that. I'm like, come on, man. Like, just. Oh, my gosh, this guy's ginormous. He's huge. Were they all on steroids? I would think so. Like, they have to be. They have to be I'm sure. Maybe a few of them are on a few things, but I, I, I don't know. Did you ever t- toy around with that, or even have the option to? No, I never. Like I said, I, I, I you know, like I said, I. Now, granted, I took some rip fuels back in the day. Yeah, just sitting on the box, you'd be just, just, just vibrating after the, the fight, you know, just <laughs> shaking. <laughs> a few of those. <sighs> yeah, I so yeah. when I when I made the A, one of my teammates asked me if I wanted to do like a, a cycle of steroids and stuff, and they were trying to get me to do it, but I, I passed. Just, you know, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I I was I was all I was always strong. My well, you're thing, massive human, fast. yeah, yeah. You know, that was my biggest problem is I wasn't very I couldn't cover enough ground, and then you know I was limited in my skill, uh, but. You know, I, I thought, like I said earlier, I thought, man, if I could just outwork it. Well, it's pretty hard to outwork guys that are half your size and move yeah. twice fast. You know, got to use your reality. yeah, use your size. So what? You did score goals in the NHL. You did put up points in the NHL. What was that like getting that first one? Well, you know, I'd like to say I was the highest paid player per shift per game, and then <laughs> per we goal. played it down even more <laughs> per goal. I was. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's the way I looked at. It. That's the way I, you know, you know what it's like. You're sitting on the bench. You, yeah. you play your three to five minutes a night. You've got to think about how. Okay, how can I stay in the game here? You know, so you'd sit on the middle of the bench and you'd be patrolling the blue line with the linesman. And you, you know, you develop a relationship with the line. You know, I'll be like, Liney, I don't know about that one. Come on. Yeah. That that could have that was close. That was offside. I don't know about that. Come on. 
you know, and I'd always be because the thing about it is the linesman would usually <laughs> save your life or 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 not. I mean, it was just yeah, them deals and you know uh, the refs they were on their own page, whatever. They were refs. They're weird. They're like goalies. I always yeah, I always tried to sit right next to the um, backup goalie. See, I always tried to stay right in front of the coach so he couldn't, wow. he couldn't piss me. Yeah, I, I always just got annoyed if I was right in front of him. He'd just be tapping everybody on the shoulder. I'd be like, oh, man, come on. I'd either so. sit there or, 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 or if, uh, you know, things get out of hand a little bit, I'd go down to, you know, to the, where the divider was. Yeah. And I'd re- like kind of lean over and be like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> I give the crazy eyes. The bubbles. <laughs> you want that? So- currently no nba nhl or mlb you might think there's nothing to bet on well guess what you'd be wrong our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events games and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack they are bringing vegas to you are you missing the nfl no problem bet online has live daily madden nfl 20 simulations you can bet on i actually watched Madden on espn it's very exciting the, the video game. You can bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Eat those hot dogs. All open 24 hours a day and all online. You got to go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. What's your what's your move then if you're trying to intimidate somebody? Oh. Just staring, you chirping. Well, what are you doing? You know what I have to say. Uh, so Bobby Ryan, uh, and this is actually before Sean Thornton said it. Uh, but I asked, I told Bobby Ryan, I said, Bobby, I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you with them. <laughs> uh, Bobby I, Ryan. I yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing was, so the face-off, like, you know, Providence, like, in front of our bench, you know, it was it was the way the boards and the benches were. It was in the uh, – the dot right at the blue line was right in front of our bench. Well, he was playing – I think he was playing left wing, and Bitsy was playing right wing, whatever. I can't remember. Well, Byron Bits was lined up against Bobby Ryan. And I, like – I I, re- I, I kind of leaned over. I'm like, hey, Bobby, I'm going to rip your arms off. <laughs> beat you with them and bobby looked at bitsy and he's like oh my gosh is this guy for real right now and bitsy's like i don't know dude like he's, he's a goofy. but I mean, you know that was that was the start of playoffs that was you know and then we got the start of playoffs yeah we yeah that was a tough year and we lost we shouldn't have lost that year and yeah, I still get – however many years later, I still get bent out of shape even talking about that. Who'd you lose in the finals? No, freaking Portland beat us. They sucked. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't follow the the Providence Bruins playoff well, you schedule. Were, you were in Houston. Yeah. That was, was the same year. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we were we – were, uh, You guys were we, good. 
we had a really good team. Yeah. And, uh, I remember going into Providence. You guys were a good team. Yeah. We, uh, we had a really good team. We could fight. We could muck. We could grind. We could play. We could do whatever. And we had, like, uh, guys like Nate Thompson. Yeah. Uh, 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 Hogan, uh, Jeff Hogan. You know, was our top guys. And, uh, you know, we had Tuka Rask as our goalie. So, Matt Lashoff. Tuka's know, not that good. I don't think Tuka's overrated, I think. Stop, stop. You know what? Man, I'll tell you what. When he first came into the league, he, I, I'm, I, I like Tuka. He's a competitor. But but uh, we should have won. But, you know, it's it's all comes down to the politics and who wants to where and all this. So, I mean, well, you think the refs kind of gamed you? They, they were no, harder on you? Or? No, it wasn't that. It was internal. Um, like I said, there was people that were playing that shouldn't have been playing. And people that were playing that, you know, weren't there the whole year. Yeah. Because certain people make certain decisions, it's it kind of backfired and it kind of pissed. And I mean, yeah, it it uh, messed with the chemistry a little bit of the team, or well, yeah. I mean, you know, you start screwing with chemistry of team. Yeah, you have your nucleus there, but I mean, everybody's got everybody's got a good job to do. Yeah. If everybody's, you know, like well, trying to do everybody else's job, then nothing ever gets done. Then everybody's, you know, we well, we outscored okay, so Portland. We outscored Portland eleven to two in the first two games. The at home in Providence. They beat us four straight in Portland. Yeah. How does so, that happen? Exactly. So I was I was pretty I was I'm were you, you what, I was pretty steamed. Were you but, playing? Oh I played the first two games. And then you got so, taken out. Steve, I, I, I've heard some things about this Providence team. But am I okay to drop some names, or do you want to kind of keep it off the record? Tim's from Boston, so he knows. So were you there when uh, Ned Lukasevic was there? I wasn't, no. He might have been a year after you. Um, but he was there with that same group. He might have been a year or two later. But he was talking about uh, Zach Hamill. Was he, was yeah. he there when you were there? It was and he pretty- said, like, he was a kid. He was the first-round pick, picked, like, seventh overall by the Bruins. And – and he would just get all the opportunities. He'd be on power play one. He'd be the first to call up, putting up no points. And he kept getting chance after chance after chance. And everyone else just, like, resented him for it because he, he wasn't doing anything. And, and he was getting the call over everybody else. I'll let you read between the lines. The silence. Okay. The silence speaks volumes. I'm not going to say nothing. Was Peter Callis there or did he come the next year? He wasn't there when I was there. No, he must have came the next year. Anyways, yeah, that, that's the thing about hockey. It, it's never based on your your merit. Well, and that's and that that was a lot of the time. Is is like there's no, you know, everybody preaches honor and oh yeah, you got to do it for the team and blah 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 blah. And you go out there and that was that was the one thing that I really struggled with. When they're done with you, they're done with you. Oh, with, without a doubt, there's no loyalty. None. Nobody has your back. That's why the only the greatest coaches I've ever had, Joel Quinville and Ted Nolan, those two guys, oh, Ted's they would great re- guy. unbelievable. Yeah. He would reward you. I would go through a wall for both of those guys because yeah. if I was oh, going, Ted. Oh, I had him in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He had me on the third line, left wing. Yeah, because I was I would try my hardest. I would work my bag off. I would do whatever he wanted. And he's like, "You're going third line." I was playing 12, 13 minutes a game. Yeah. It was, Awesome. It was so fun. Joel was the same way. If I was playing good, he would bench Patty Kane and put me on the first line. Let me ask you this question. So I heard a little story that uh, there was a certain uh, assistant coach of yours. 
Okay. That you threatened to kick the shit out of. And he was maybe about five foot seven, five foot eight. Is that kitschy? I I don't know. <laughs> I heard a story. Well, tell the story. I got nothing to hide. I don't care. Well, I, so there's this guy that I, I know quite well. He's a really good friend of mine. Said uh, you were getting your like nuts handed to you like day after day after day after day. It's a bag skits, yeah. Big John had enough. Yeah, I don't he get mad often. He threatened somebody. He was going to kill him. So for those of you who don't know, when you don't dress, whatever league it is, you get skated. And you get oh, skated yeah. pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Because they want to keep – are no joke. And there is this assistant coach, a various successful coach. He's still in the league coaching somewhere, I'm sure of it. Mike Kitchen. And he's in good shape too. Oh, man. So, he's like – yeah. <laughs> An Olympic speed no. skater. This guy buzzes around the ice. He probably weighs, yeah, he's five seven, weighs like 130 pounds. And he's not wearing gear and he's just flying. And so he's just killing me. If this is like half an hour, 45 minutes, I'm just like day after day after day. And I slowly started to get like I was ready to snap. And then one day he said something and I just went off. I said, You better stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I lost it. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you if you don't stop. And I just skated off the ice. And someone's like, they came and got me in the locker room. Like, you better get out there. I'm like, if I go out there, I'm gonna beat beat my kitchen up. I cannot go out there. And so yeah, we might exchange some words and stuff. And you know, it's you, you get a little passionate. So yeah. Why wow, did you get a slap on the wrist yeah. for that? No. What's me? that? So did you get a slap on the wrist at all? Did you get in trouble for that? He came up to me and talked to me. Like, by that time, I had kind of established myself in the league. I think this was my fifth year or sixth year. So, like, I was a hard worker. He was just giving me the gears, and I just wasn't taking it. Like, when you don't play and you're a tough guy, and it's like 9, 10, 11 games in a row and you don't play, it's tough hard. mentally. And you're just traveling around with this team, just getting skated and worked out. You kind of don't feel like you're a part of the team sometimes, and – I, was, I just had enough. And I was just like, I just snapped. I was like, can we just stop skating? And I think he's like, let's do wall, wall to walls or something. I'm like, ugh. You know, the, you know who the best uh, guy, like, I, I, so obviously you and I both got our not skated into the ice. But the best guy for that, who I absolutely loved, I'd freaking go through a wall through this for this guy, Tony Granato. Oh, no kidding. Tony Granato was one of the best guys because he understood it and he's like you know yeah he get it he got it. he but he was like mr b you know he'd show you a couple things and and you know we tried different things and we'd have a lot of fun now kelly buckberger man i'll tell you what that's another guy he was like a skating he was like a lung on skates like he, yeah. he oh me and jason strudwick i swear to goodness we skated probably i mean 45 to an hour and i mean I was the same way. I was like, Sturdy, I don't think I can go anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was. It's was, so funny. Uh, I broke my face. Well, that was the year Eric Goddard broke my face. So for three months, I was working out. I was skating. I couldn't do anything else other than that. Craig McTavish see me. I come down the ramp, and he looks at me. He's like, uh, and Simon, our strength and conditioning guy, I have my shirt off. And, he, and, he, and, he, and Mac T looks at me. He's like, and he looks at Simon. He's like, uh, Simon, is, is Mac? is he our third line grinder or is he a fourth line tough guy? He's like, Mac, how much you weigh? I was like, I don't know. I said, I think I weigh 247 or 248. He's like, holy cow. Like it was, I mean, every day, every Crazy. day. It was tough. 
It's hard, man. The, one of the funniest things, my experience is when a, when a guy gets hurt and then like one of the star guys, I remember when I was, gosh, I don't know where it was. Brian Campbell got hurt and he was coming back. Yeah. And so me and him would get bag skated together and he just would fly and glide. And every year this would happen where a star or like a good skater would get hurt. And then you'd oh, be yeah. bag skating with them. And he's like, come on, Scotty, keep up. You do this every day. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm not as fast as Connor McDavid. Like it's not going to happen. So like just cut me some slack. It's. I don't <sighs> understand that it takes twice as much oxygen. Twice. Yeah. I mean, to move us. Like, well, what, what did you play at? What would your weight? I I weighed in uh, about two fifty seven, two fifty five, two fifty seven on average, two sixty. Um, I weighed in my last camp at two forty in Pittsburgh. That was no I'm, kidding! I'm wow! Oh man, I worked my bag like I so for two summers in a row. Um, I want to say it was right after it was after Mister B, the first when I met you. I met with this guy, so he like. He, we fought, we trained, we swam, we wrestled, we lifted, we, we did everything. Ran feels like I was in the best shape I've ever been in in my entire life. The last two years of my career that, you know, with Edmonton and Pittsburgh. And, and uh, I, I went in to camp at 240 and Todd Reardon, he looks at me he's taking the weight. And he's like, holy moly, Mac, you've been working. And I was like, yeah, I said, I'm trying to stay here. I, you know, I'm not planning on you know, somebody taking my job. I said, I've had enough of this crap. I said, I come here. I'm playing for keeps this year. Well, anyway, long story short, I had a good camp. I went to Edmonton, and, I mean, I felt great. But that was the year I hit. We played uh, we played Dallas in Oklahoma City, and I went to hit Luke Gazdick. Well, Luke's a big guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hit him, and good hit, and I kind of went to take a stride back. Well, as I took a stride, you know, I hit him, and as I took a stride, I felt that pop in my right knee. And hey. I knew why. Dude, I phoned my trainer, and he's like, man, I, he said, I'm so sorry. We didn't train. You know, we didn't do the proper things to strengthen them ligaments. We strengthened everything else, but we didn't, you know, work on those ligaments. And I'm like, well, you know, I obviously, I didn't know enough that it was his fault. Right? He, yeah. he would never say that. But, you know, it was just kind of one of them things. But, uh, but yeah, that was uh, – that was the lightest I ever was at the end of my career. Was two, I was 240. I'm trying to get back down to that. But uh, What was the heaviest you ever played at? Dude, I weighed 320 pounds last February. No, you did not. Yes, I did. 320? I was, I was a fat mess. And how tall are you? 6'5"? Six, 6'5". Five? Six, five. Yeah. Six, That's a big man. Like, That's, you look good now. What are you now? I'm not 260, 265. Yeah, that's what I'm at. I'm well. I'm two seventy, two seventy five ish. That's where I kind of stay. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. You look good though, man. Hey, bud. You too. You look. Thanks. I feel I wish good. I could grow a beard like you. Oh, I, I'm see. I'm trying to grow this right here. You know, to be an official fireman. But uh, <laughs> it sucks. I'm just all gray you. though. Everyone thinks I grow the food man chew, but this is all gray, and this yeah, is I'm just gray. brown. I'm graying out right here. Yeah. Right. How well, how old are you now? I'll be forty. And you look good for forty. That's crazy. You know what? I actually got told the other day. You know, I said, "Well, how old do you think I am?" I got ID the other day. I think. Uh, no. Where all this stuff happened? Yeah, she was like, "Oh no, I, I would have thought you'd have been like, uh, you know, uh, late twenties, early 30s. Oh, I'm like, I love you. I go the opposite <laughs> way. They're like, I'm handing them my ID, and they're like, No, no, you're good. What are you like? 50? <laughs> what are you? Forty five, fifty? I'm like, Come on, man. 
I'm 37. Come on. Yeah. Tim, do you have any hockey questions? This is what happens. Tim, Tim never gets his questions out because I just talk to the guys and he gets like annoyed and iced out. I mean, you guys are having a good conversation. I'm not going to butt in and break it in with a silly question. Tim, oh. ask a silly question. Um, I do. So you broke into the NHL for the first time in 08 with the Oilers. Is that, that right? Yep. So, and I was looking at some of the names on that roster. Like, what was that room like with guys like Horsky, uh, Hemsky, Horkoff, Penner, Steos, Sheldon Soray? Like, what was that group like? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, they were nice. good. Uh, good question, Tim. That was a good question. Um, you know what? It was, it was unique. Uh, those guys, you know, they're older guys. Uh, it was weird because I was an older rookie, so I was like 28. And uh, I didn't fit in with the young guys, you know, the Coglianos and the Gagnes. You know, they kind of had their little, you know, entourage or whatever, their little things that they do, little whatever. And then uh, Stevie and uh, uh, Shelly and, and uh, Hammer and, and Horkoff, they kind of hung out together. And, and Chopper, Ethan Morrow was there too. They kind of hung out. So, I mean, it was a little different. And then me and Rolly. Dwayne Rolison. Oh, man. We, ah. we, we had a lot of fun. Dwayne, Rolly, Rolly and I had a lot of fun. We, was, might, have um, drank, we might have drank our fair share and might have drank our weight in, in uh, Crown Royal that year. <laughs> was Fernando Pisani there? Oh, there's another guy. I just seen Pies here right before Christmas. No. Yeah, he's a great guy. I love Pies. He's, I play with him for a little bit in Chicago. I love that guy. Pies he's, is a guy that doesn't say nothing and then just – Zinger, and it's like, yeah, you know, he's so funny, so gluten free, so all he drinks is wine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's awesome, man. That's so funny. Yeah, no, he, no what? He, he was a he was there. You know that that was actually the most fun that the that first year was a lot of fun because it was just like oh, kind of cheesy expression, but eyeballs and assholes. It was just like oh my gosh, like this is <gasps> yeah. But, uh, you know it. it that first year of them too was probably my most fun um, being there and not taking any away from the, the other two times that I was there, but you know, Mac T give me my opportunity. And uh, you know, if it wasn't for Mac T uh, you know, giving me that opportunity to come back to Edmonton. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd have been. I'd have been in, in Rochester that year. Probably wanted to jump off a bridge. I know it's too bad you left there because gosh, that was the perfect town for you. Oh, like, I loved it. I it was unbelievable. It. Yeah, like you fit so well. Well, and the thing about it is, I mean, that was my hometown, literally. Like, uh, you know, yeah, we're five hours away or five and a half hours away. But, I mean, that was a team I grew up watching. They were they were the team. They were my team. My mom and dad cheered for Calgary, and I cheered for Edmonton. And, you know, it was just kind of one of them things. And then to actually get the opportunity to go play, uh, when I got waived and picked up by, on waivers that year, I mean, it was like a dream come true. Uh, the very first time I got to uh, put that Oiler jersey on in Calgary. Uh, no kidding. Alberta. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that was the night that uh, um, 10 years later. Remember that uh, Remember that scrap I was telling you about, about Jimmy Vandermeer beating the wheels off? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got him that night. Poor Jim. I, Jim's a great guy. Did you ever play Jim? No, I played against them, never yeah, with them. Talk about a competitor, buddy, and talk about tough as nails. They don't come any tougher. I fought his brother a few times. I never oh, fought Jim. Holy. Yeah, they're they're all tough. And no, Pete. Long. Yeah, Pete was crazy. He speared me right in the neck before a fight one time. <laughs> uh, I believe it. 
Yeah, he was uh, nuts. That's funny. Jim was a lot tougher, but you know, that's cool. It it it, uh, it was it was amazing. Like you know, in the Saddle Dome in Calgary, and and then uh, in an exhibition game, and and uh, you know, playing with those guys. I mean, I I'll be honest with you, I got emotional that night. I, you know, the very first time I put that jersey on, Chopper asked me, Ethan Moore asked me, he said, hey, man, you all right? I'm like, man, I said, this is like a dream come true. I said, I'd have never thought in a million years that I'd be playing for the Edmonton Oilers and being able to put this jersey on right now and, and, and you know, at the age I was at. And, I mean, because honestly, you know, I was 28 years old. Like, I didn't get – I never got drafted, never got, uh, you know, never really – kind of went anywhere but the opportunity that uh mr v gave me uh you know scott or pardon me uh my mind went blank he was the head coach for uh providence that year called me up and said hey we, we we want you to come and play we've got uh paul vincent as our skills coach and we've got doug smith as your uh as a fight coach we want you to come you know check it out and i said you know okay and if it wasn't for those two guys, Doug Smith and, and, and Mr. V, I wouldn't have had a sniff. And, and, and that's me being real. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have had a sniff because I was no – I was no hockey player. I mean, I was, but, I mean, not they, – not, they put the time in. And the thing about Mr. V is when I first met him, uh, I kind of giggle when I tell this story cause, and I'll tell it to him too. He, uh, he was, and you know how Mr. V is. If you're not on the same page, he will, he's not afraid to cuss you out and kick you off the ice and, and, uh, really give it to you. And the very first time I met him, it was like first or second day of training camp. Well, he come out there and there's a couple guys who were kind of going through the motions. And, and, uh, he's like, if you guys don't want to get, be on the ice, get them off the ice. I mean, in his Boston little accent. So anyway. I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's pretty serious. I better smarten up here. And, you know, and yeah. I mean, it wasn't one of the – because, I mean, I you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was trying. And uh, at the end of practice, he comes up. He's, hey, Macca, how you doing? I said, oh, pretty good, Mr. V. How are you? You know, oh, I'm pretty good. Uh, and we just kind of started talking. And he says, uh, where do you see yourself? I said, well, Mr. V, I said, I'd really like to play in the NHL. And he's like, well, Macca, he said, I got a better chance of getting laid by Meg Ryan. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you son of a, you know, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me right now. This just crushed me. You know, here I am, you know, eight years playing pro and or eight years in, and I'm just hoping, praying, you know, to get an opportunity. And, uh, but the funny thing about it is, is uh, after we kind of had a laugh and chuckle, he, he said, you know what, Macker? He said, you make it through training camp. And do you know whatever you need to do? Stay here. He said, "You meet me before and after every practice that I'm here. Every day that I'm here, meet me every day, half an hour before, half an hour after." He said, "I'll I'll do what I can to get you where you want to go. I'll do what I can. You got to put the work in." You yeah. So I said, "You know what, Mister Yeah, Absolutely." He said, "But he said the first day you miss or or if you don't show up, we're done. I I wash my hands again." I was like, "Okay." I said, "I'll do it." So for the whole year, and I guess that's why I'm so partial to Providence is, is yeah. that that was like a turning point in my hockey career that year that I was there and he, him and Doug both like Doug, I mean, I'll tell you what, the guys were getting bag skated and Dougie had me in the corner. And I mean, we were beating up, I mean, I was yeah. beating the piss out of them hand pads 
And I mean, the guys were cheering and, you know, they'd skate and then they'd get done skating. And then, then I'd do my thing. And I mean, we we're both kind of getting bagged, but I was getting bagged a different way. Yeah. Oh but, no. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to find that. Like you, you got like real fortunate with that because uh, like that is for a guy to do that. Assistant coaches don't want to do that. Like they usually, uh, you know, they'll skate a little bit, but they to take the time out to work with you every day. Like that's pretty yeah. cool, man. No, that is really, really neat. Yeah, I love to hear that. Mr. V. Yeah, we actually we had we had Doug on the on the show a few months ago, and he was talking about you, um, sharing some stories from training together up in Massachusetts. I mean, how did he help your career, and how did he help you kind of learn how to fight at that level? You know, it was just like it was little things, like you know, we weren't trying to really reinvent the wheel, but uh, you know, it was just different uh, angles and different different techniques. Uh, you know, I was, I could throw, my thing was, is I could throw with both hands and, and I had a bad shoulder when I was younger. So I had to learn how to fight left-handed because I wasn't able to hold guys out with my left hand. So I learned how to fight equally both hands. And that was kind of my ace in the hole is I really didn't have a game plan going into the fight other than, you know, I've tried to you know, hit you as hard as I could so that you would never, ever fight, want to fight me again. That was my mentality. That was the way I, that's the way I fought. Now I didn't try to, I didn't try to, uh, throw stupid, like, or, or try to, ex- or expose myself to where I'd get hit, you know, flush. I mean, yeah, I got hit a lot, but I never, you know, I tried to make sure that I, I never, ever got myself in a situation where I was over, uh, you know, I overcommitted or I overextended or I over, you know what I mean? I just tried to, and with Doug, he t- taught me how to fight a, a, a smaller man's fight. Like he's a, he's a big guy. Like he's pretty square. And uh, for me to use my reach, cause I really don't have that long arms, but to use my reach and to my strengths and uh, you know, the one guy that I really had trouble with that actually was, I felt like he was quite a bit stronger with me was Donald Brashear. Donald Brashear is like freakishly strong. Uh, when he, you know, when we tangled up, it was like I had tennis elbow in both my, my elbows for a year after that fighting him. Cause I mean, it, we just, it, you know, he was, he was pretty stout. grappling. Yeah. Oh, and that's the whole thing is he was such a, he was a good grappler. Yeah. Just wanted to, I wanted to throw like that was my game. I wanted to rear back and let him fly and let the best man win, which, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, but I was not a, uh, a grappler, but I learned different techniques and especially with Doug, like I used, I learned to use my, uh, my assets, my reach, like if you came in, I knew where my distance was, where my stroke, like where my, you know, just like a boxer kind of measuring you. Uh, I knew where that was and I was confident in it. Uh, there was a couple fights where, um, you know, I'd back up and square up. And I mean, we'd go to not boxing, but I mean, you were going to wait in there and you were going to get hit before you, before you hung up, you know, grabbed a hold. And, and that was the other thing too, is just, is, is fighting smarter. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I got hit with a lot, but they really worked heavy punches per se. Like when I fought uh, Boogie in, uh, in, New, in New York, in Madison Square Garden, I mean, I didn't realize how big of a man he is until 
I bounced off him twice. And then I'm squared off against him. And it's like, holy cow, this guy's a freaking mountain of a man. Like, was he short? Was he a little bit shorter than you? Yeah, he was about two inches shorter than I was. Was he about six? What are you, six nine? Yeah, just a hair under six nine. So he's six, yeah, six seven. He was huge. Like he's just a yeah. big dude. But yeah. he was like two ninety. He was he's a big huge. Yeah, he was yeah. massive. And I mean, you know, he's looking down at you and you're looking up at him and it's just like, oh my gosh. But the thing about it is, is uh you know, those little moves that that Doug kind of showed me as I was able to kinda you know, I wasn't able to eat them as flush as they you know, maybe they look. And uh but obviously, I ate a f- I ate a few, but uh, that's a story for another time. But um, but I mean, you know, uh, knowing my role, like learning how to to do a better job with my role, helped me with, and kind of be more of an aggressor. Whereas maybe I wasn't necessarily. I didn't ever push the envelope. But I mean, I, like I said earlier, I played hard, and I you know I, I loved hitting guys. I mean, I just wasn't very fast to catch them. But when I did catch them, you know, I, I love playing. And the funny thing was is I played defense all my life up until, uh, you know, and I still enjoy playing defense because, I mean, you catch guys coming. But, I mean, now you get fined or suspended. Yeah, suspended. One of the best hits One of the best hits is your hit on Latang. It was so good. Oh was that before you played Pittsburgh or after? Like, did you guys ever talk about that? Oh, yeah. So, funny story. So, I fought Eric Goddard that night. Yeah. And you were all busted up from a previous, yeah, previous broke, fight, right? Yeah. He broke my orbital bone. I go to Ugh. the box. I, I come back out. And uh, long story short. Uh, Is there a fire? No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Long story short, um, I come back out. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're okay. I'm like, all right. I get stitched up. I come back out. I blew a snot rocket in between the first and second period as we're coming out. It's like, psh. yeah, and my face. Well, no, actually, pardon me. So I get back, I get stitches. I come back out. I first shift after the fight, after I get stitched up. Uh, it was a hope and a prayer. Like really, like it was, I was either going to like crush him or he just skated by me and you know, I'd have been in the freaking behind the net probably. Cause you were flying. Oh yeah. I was cruising. And uh, anyway, long story short, I ended up catching them in the trolley tracks. And uh, then I had Eric Goddard was on the ice, and he was circling the wagons trying to find me. Thank God for Sheldon Fury, I'll be honest with you, because I was, like, chomping at bit. I was like, I'm going to go you again because, I mean, you got me the first time. My gosh, we're going to go again. And I made it. I tried to make it quite evident. But thank God Sheldon was, Shelly was there because in between, it was like the end of the period, we go back in, I ice it, I come back out, I'm sitting on the bench, and I blow a snot rocket, and my face just explodes. Like it just, mm-hmm. I couldn't see out of my, my eye. Uh, and I'm like, Kenny Lowe is our, was our trainer. I'm like, Kenny! I mean, I'm in panic mode because my face is just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. My eyes swell up like not like that. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm freaking out. Well, come to find out, I go, uh, we I want to say we flew out or we flew from, I can't remember exactly, but we flew from, uh, we went to New Jersey or New York. We flew to New York. We played New York, New Jersey. I got pictures that morning or the next morning or something like that. And the guy's like, uh, have you broke this before? I'm like, no, I don't think so. He's like, well, it's broke here, here, and here. 
there were four places and he's like yeah we got some scarring here so i'm like well how did i well, he's like well you probably broke it before and you didn't know it he said so long story short he's like well it's only out an eighth of an inch unless you want a modeling career and you want to be perfect we're not going to do surgery i'm like oh, don't worry about it i said i'm not going to be a model i mean i'm already good looking so hey guys thanks for listening make sure you're following the show on twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights behind the scenes content sneak peeks and giveaways check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.